It was very appropriate, and I would say providential, that Simon Peter was the apostle mentioned in today's gospel reading. Peter was, as we all know, the very first pope. That word pope comes from the Greek word for father, papas, and today we celebrate Father's Day. Every priest is a father, spiritually speaking, of course. And the Pope, the successor of St. Peter, is what you might call the father of all fathers. That is to say, he's the earthly spiritual father of the universal family of God known as the Church, which includes both spiritual fathers, natural fathers, all the people of God, priests and laity alike. So today on this Father's Day, we look to the original Father of all fathers, St. Peter himself, for some very important and challenging lessons on fatherhood. These are lessons that apply both to natural fathers, as so many of you are, and to spiritual fathers like Father Mike Rogers and myself. The first lesson is this. Fathers are called upon to exercise strong leadership in their families when it comes to matters of faith. Fathers are called to be strong leaders when it comes to matters of faith. Or to put that another way, contrary to popular opinion, Christianity is not for women only. Having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, which is nourished by the Word of God and the sacraments of the Church, is not just for mothers. It's for dads as well. It's for everyone. As Pope John Paul II said in one of his encyclicals, the place and the task of the Father in and for the family is of unique and irreplaceable importance. That means, dads, that your children need to be led by you and not just by your wives, in the practice of their Catholic faith. For example, you need to lead your children to Mass every Sunday and every Holy Day. You need to make sure that your children go to confession regularly. And after you take them and they go, you need to go yourself. You need to lead them in prayer at meals, even when you're out in restaurants. You need to be able to answer at least some of their questions regarding issues of faith and morals. You need to teach them by your words and even more importantly by your example. You need to teach your children how to be charitable and forgiving and how to pray every day. In this regard, I came across something recently that John Paul II once said about his own dad and the very powerful influence that his father had on him when he was a young man. Our former Holy Father said, seeing my father on his knees had a decisive effect on my early years. My father was the person who explained to me the mystery of God, and his example was, in a way, my first seminary. We learn this lesson about fathers being faith leaders in their families from Peter, in this gospel we just heard. Notice what happened there. Jesus asked his disciples the key question, Who do you say 
that I am. And who was it who immediately stepped forward to answer the question? Well, quite simply, it was the one who should have stepped forward. It was the Papas, the Father, the leader of the apostolic group of Jesus' followers. It was Peter. He said, you are the Christ of God. Now, some of the other apostles who were there on that occasion might have believed the same thing, or at least they might have suspected that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One of God. But only Peter actually had the conviction. Only Peter had the courage. Only Peter had the guts to actually say it. He led the way for the others. He was a good father, a good spiritual father, at least at that particular moment. But Peter was not a perfect dad. Which brings us to the second lesson we learned from him. Every earthly father is imperfect. Every earthly father is a sinner in need of God's mercy and forgiveness. The fact of the matter is, I wish I could say something different, but it's a fact. Even the best earthly fathers will fail from time to time. But when they do fall, when they do fail, they don't stay fallen for very long. Good fathers, with a humble and contrite heart, repent, apologize, seek forgiveness, and persevere in their vocation. On that note, if you were paying close attention to the Gospel when I read it a few moments ago, something probably struck you. You were struck by the fact that part of the story was left out. This is the story of Peter's profession of faith as recorded for us by St. Luke. St. Matthew and St. Mark also write about this event from Jesus' life. But when they talk about Jesus beginning to speak to his apostles about his suffering and death immediately after Peter's confession of faith, what happens is Peter objects. Matthew and Mark note this. Peter says to Jesus, no way. No way, Lord. That can't happen to you. You're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the Anointed One of God. There's going to be no cross for you. That can't happen. That won't happen. And then our Lord said to Peter those famous words, Get behind me, Satan. You're thinking the thoughts of men, not the thoughts of God. That was not the first time that Peter had failed in his spiritual fatherhood, nor would it be the last time. And yet the amazing thing is, my brothers and sisters, he never left. He never walked away. He never abandoned Jesus. He always persevered. You see that consistently in the Gospels. Every time Peter put his foot in his mouth, every time Peter fell, he got up. He repented, and he moved forward with Jesus. That's what every good Christian father does. The third and final lesson from Peter on fatherhood that I want to mention today is this one. A good father lays down his life for his wife and for his children. And here the standard of love is Jesus' standard, which is the cross. Greater love than this nobody has 
than to lay down his life for his friends. Our first Pope, as most of us know, died a martyr's death. He was crucified upside down. He didn't feel worthy to be crucified in the same way that Jesus was, so he asked to be crucified upside down. He was crucified probably near the obelisk that now stands in St. Peter's Square in Rome. His bones are entombed directly below the main altar of St. Peter's Basilica. Our first Pope, the very first father of all fathers, literally laid down his life for his spiritual sons and daughters. Earthly fathers, whether they be spiritual or natural fathers, are called to the very same kind of self-sacrifice in their lives. And it's more than just a willingness to physically die for your loved ones, as necessary as that is, as important as that is. It also involves dying to yourself every day in the ordinary events of daily life. This is something that Father Roger Landry makes clear in a booklet he wrote for the men who belong to the Knights of Columbus. I received this little booklet a couple of weeks ago when I received my third degree in the Knights. In that booklet, Father Roger Landry says this, This laying down of one's life does not mean only the willingness to make the supreme sacrifice for another, but the willingness to die to oneself so that the other may more fully live. In marriage preparation, I often ask would-be grooms whether they love their fiancé enough to take a bullet for her. Never has one said no. But then I ask whether his answer would be the same if the bullet took one of the following forms. Being abstinent before marriage. Giving up smoking if she asks, being on time if he is habitually late, cleaning up after himself better, patiently telling her what happened that day at work if she requests it, learning the faith better to help pass it on to her more completely, or making the time and the priority to pray with her. Those are the type of grenades on which many men refuse to die. But these gifts of oneself are so much more valuable than almost any material gift one could give. And they are a far greater sign of real love than any ring could symbolize. A lot of what Father Landry says there applies to men in their relationships with their children just as much as it applies to men in their relationships with their wives. Laying down one's life in the ordinary, everyday, mundane experiences of daily living is what good fathers do for their sons and their daughters, and of course also for their wives. St. Peter, father of all fathers, Pray for us fathers on this Father's Day. Pray that we will be like you in the exercise of this great and precious gift that God has given to us. Pray that we will be faith-filled, humble, self-sacrificing leaders of those whom the Lord has seen fit to place in our care. 
And may our leadership of our children someday bring us and them to the house of our eternal Father, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen.